God has built the superpowers, the tools, the muscles into your body to achieve all these things, to do these things that you're trying to do. You have to just tap into them. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Grow Time Business Devo, where we explore biblical principles for living a high performance and a God-honoring life. My name is Kenneth Ott, and today we're going to be talking about, we'll be in Mark 6, 45 through 52, and it's actually when Jesus walks on the water. And we probably all heard this story before. But there's something interesting that jumped out here that I kind of want to share with you. And so first of all, the context of this is Jesus just came, just, just fed the 5,000, okay? And so that's the context. That would, that's what happened just here. He broke the loaves and the fish and fed the 5,000 and, and performed that miracle. And it was a big miracle, right? We'll start at verse 45 and I'll just read to 52. So it says, immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side to Bethsaida while he sent the multitude away. That's the 5,000. And when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. Now, when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea and he was alone on the land. Then he saw them straining at rowing for the wind was against them. Now about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea and would have passed them by. And when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it was a ghost and cried out for they all saw him and were troubled. But immediately he talked with them and said to them, be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. Then he went up into the boat with them and the wind ceased and they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure and marveled for they had not understood about the loaves because their heart was hardened. And so this is an interesting story, right? Like Jesus just performed this miracle to 5,000 people, but I think it says 5,000 men. So it was even more like women and children, right? A lot more people, right? And he broke the loaves and the fish and there were, there were, multiple baskets left over, right? And the disciples were part of that miracle. They observed the entire thing. And now he sends them away and they get stuck in the middle of the water. And so the first thing I want to call out is there's so much, there's really a few interesting things here. But the first thing I want to call out is in verse 48. He saw them straining at rowing for the wind was against them. So what's interesting here is the idea of straining. And I think the application for today that I really want to call out, and it's a reminder to me, is that this idea of straining um, is, is, is an exhausting one. And I think it's one that, you know, if you're, if you're someone that has a lot of ambition, you probably have strained a lot in your life because you have a lot of desires and dreams and expectations of yourself. And it's likely that you've strained and maybe you're straining. I think the symptom of straining is exhaustion. Exhaustion and straining 
is an interesting mindset. Okay. And so, and I think this, this word is used specifically here. Straining at rowing for the wind was against them. I think we all can feel that situation where we are straining and the wind is against us. The idea of straining, I kind of wrote down here. Straining equals work plus worry. Okay. Straining is not just working hard. Straining is working hard with a mindset of fear and worry and doubt. And that leads to exhaustion. And we know that exhaustion is not a powerful position to be in in order to achieve something and pursue something and go after a mission that we're supposed to go after. Exhaustion is not the, the place you want to be in. Exhaustion is literally when, when the resources are exhausted, right? You have nothing left, right? You're operating from a place of lack. Straining is the mindset of lack. I wrote down here that you should work smart, but don't strain because strain equals lack. And so, you know, um, when, we, when we have a mindset of belief and expectation and a clear mission that we're on, then you don't have to strain. And when you don't have to strain, then you can operate from a place of rest, right? Rest is not easy, right? It's not, it's not not working. It's just working from a place of, and this sounds so cliche, lack versus abundance, right? In, in the entrepreneurial arena, like that's often talked about. But, the, but let's just think about that for a second. When you're operating from a place of there is not enough, I'm not enough, and, and doubt and exhaustion and fear that you're not going to achieve the thing or not going to achieve the thing in, in enough time, uh, and I, and I and I've felt this so many times over the years. I felt this this fear of not achieving the thing, or maybe like I'm behind where I think I should be, or I'm comparing myself to somebody else. This happens a lot, and then I end up straining, right? Because because I feel like something's missing from my life. I have a mentor, and he's a, he's a very successful business person, and one of the best salespeople many would regard of all time right now living, and. He says to often to me that the power, power in any situation, especially a sales situation, and maybe I've mentioned this before, the power comes from nothing missing. When you feel like nothing's missing, doesn't mean you don't want things, doesn't mean that there's not a lot of ambition and pursuit, right? But when you feel like there's nothing missing, then you have a lot of power because you're operating from a place of, of belief and faith and abundance rather than a place of lack and doubt and, and, not be, and not having enough or not being enough or needing to win something because you need to pay the bills or whatever that is. When you can trick your mind to being a pl- in a place where there's nothing missing, you're dangerously powerful in every situation. Pursuing a goal Winning, winning a sales, uh, uh, selling someone on something, whatever it may be, that should be the goal is to operate from a place of rest and abundance where nothing's missing because that's powerful. 
And so jumping back in here, he saw them straining at rowing for the wind was against them. Now about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. And this is funny to me. I, was, I read this so many times. I'm like, what does this mean? It says, came to them walking on the sea and would have passed them by. But what, a, what a weird thing to say, right? And, and as, I, as I sort of just sat on this, I'm like, is it possible that it, this is almost like for Jesus, it was so easy. If he didn't actually slow down, he would have just blew past them because, because he's operating in, in a different, obviously a very different mindset and in a high leveraged position. He would have passed them by because it was so easy for him. And obviously we're not Jesus, but we are. But, but the goal is to follow Jesus. And when you do that, you tap into the power that was behind him. The second thing that I kind of want to pull out here is that hard things become easier when you tap into that power with Jesus on your side, with, with the principles of God aligned in what you're doing, with your mind set on those things. And remember, I've talked about, I've talked about the, the, when, when they say for the longest time growing up, I, I, I would think of the laws of the Lord being disciplinarian things, things that do not sound interesting to me. They sound like a chore. And then I had this revelation and epiphany that really what those are, are the laws that govern the universe. And when you tap into and align yourself with the laws that govern the universe, now you have a high leveraged ability to literally achieve anything. Okay, it's like aligning yourself with gravity versus not aligning yourself with gravity. It's like trying to plant things in the winter versus trying to plant things in the spring. Right? When you plant things in the spring, things grow and are harvested in the fall. But if you plant things in the winter, things die. When you're aligned with the laws that govern the universe, some would say these laws are God's automations, right? So when you align with the laws that God put into place that govern the universe, you are in a high leveraged position. I think in order to, to do this well, you really need to be clear on what your mission is, right? And so, because all we've done, and, and, and we, we've talked about that so much, but I think the mission in life as a pursuit, I've found that pursuing that clarity, and it changes, but pursuing that clarity of what the mission is actually makes everything else fall into place. Like success becomes a byproduct of that clarity. When that mission, when you, when you have clarity on what your mission, God put you on this universe to do, when you have that clarity, all these other things start to fall into place, right? You don't operate from a place of strain. You operate from a place of rest and abundance. You, you don't operate from a place of fear. You operate from a place of faith. You um, don't operate from a place of doubt. You have, operate from a place of belief and expectation, the superpower that you've been given. All of these things happen 
when you begin to get clarity on your mission. I think when you're doing things with Jesus, that is doing things on mission, right? When you're doing things with God, not for God, those are doing things on mission. And when you do that, things get easier. And that's what I pulled out of this verse. The disciples are straining at rowing, the wind is against them and Jesus almost blows past them, right? He's, He's in high gear and they're in first gear. And so then the last thing I kind of want to just land on here, the third takeaway is in the last verse, I'll, I'll read the last two verses. Then he went up into the boat with them and the wind ceased and they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure and marveled. Listen to all those words. They were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure and marveled. That, that, that's like very, very, very amazed, Okay for they had not understood about the loaves. That was the story of God, Jesus feeding the 5,000 because their heart was hardened. That's really interesting to me. So they just experienced this massive miracle and Jesus performs this other miracle where he's walking on the water and they're greatly amazed and marveled, which would make sense. Doesn't matter if you see multiple miracles in a row, you're still gonna be amazed and marveled. But it says that that was the case because they had not understood about the loaves, the previous miracle, because, they're, because their heart was hardened. That's the part I think you want to sit on. If we're going to pursue enemy in a high leverage state, I think you need to be really intentional. I think this is what this is saying about your heart not being hardened. I did some reading on what that means. But at the end of the day, heart being hardened is, is, like, is like a lack of sensitivity. The thing I read about the, the word that, that hardened comes from in the Greek is uh, likened to like an elephant's foot, like the thick skin of an elephant's foot where, where um, there's no feeling, right? It's a lack of sensitivity, a lack of feeling and awareness. So that's kind of what that means. Their hearts had a lack of feeling and awareness. Maybe because they were not looking for it, maybe because they were not observing it. And so I think the third takeaway here is don't miss the miracles in your life. I think it's really easy to be like, oh, how could the disciples have missed that miracle of the feeding of the 5,000? That would have been so amazing. We miss and forget miracles all day long. I know I do. The last, I think in the last Evo, I talked about this idea of a highlight reel. And the practical application of a highlight reel is to be looking, not, not even, not just, not just write down the one, the, the miracles and the wins and um, all the notable things in your life that are a really grand and big, right? That surprise you, right? But actually be intentional about looking for those things. We know the way the mind works, right? There's a part of your brain that when you are looking for something, it will find that thing, right? And this is something that's not new if you're in the high performance space um, and, and you've been in that space for a while, you know about this, this part of your brain and it can be used to your advantage, right? So if you're, if you're trying to achieve something and you start to visualize that thing and be 
looking for that thing and looking for the success in your life, then you'll start to see that. It's, it's the idea of where you're focusing, that's where your energy goes, where your foc- what you focus on is likely to happen, right? More of, more of what you focus on will happen. And so it's that, that part of your brain, right? If you're looking for the negative things, if you're looking for anything, you'll find that thing. Most people that are not intentional about it and control it, for most of the population, and this would not be you guys, right? Like, because you're looking for it, but for most of the population, right? They're not, they're not controlling that. And it, it tends to default to negative things, right? So you look for the failures, you look for the problems, you look for um, the ways that you're not enough or, or not good enough. You, you know, you may hear 10 compliments all day, all day long, but the one negative thing is the thing that you see and, and that sticks, sticks in your head, right? This all comes from this idea of there's a part of your brain that, that when it's aware of something, will find more of that thing, right? It's attached to the idea of confirmation bias. And confirmation bias can be a really, a really useful thing if you leverage it the right way, right? If you're looking for what you're trying to achieve, if you're looking for the results that you're trying to get and what you expect, then you're likely to get more of that. And so this is all built into your brain. And it's funny how science right now is just discovering how the, how the brain is made and how the mind is made up and how some of these things are, are, are actually hard-coded and built in their tools inside of your head, right? Science is just verifying what we see throughout history and in the Bible used over and over again, right? And so it's, it's another indication that God has built the superpowers, the tools, the muscles into your body to achieve all these things, to do these things that you're trying to do. You have to just tap into them. And so this idea of a highlight reel is important. And I think what, it, what it's saying here or what my takeaway, and I think the third thing I want you to land on is don't just be surprised by the extreme wins and the extreme miracles and the extreme ways that God shows up and, and, and whatever achievements you, you get, don't just be surprised with them, but, but, but be looking for them. Trick your mind to start looking for them, being aware of them and writing them down. Because missing them will really only hurt you. I mentioned and you can go back and listen to the last one, but the idea of the highlight reel is to have an asset. When you have that asset of all the ways that God showed up, all the miracles, all the answers to prayer, all the wins, all, all, the, all, the, all the achievements that you do make, literally all of them, not just the big ones, all of them. When you have that list, that's an asset, okay? That you can look back to in, at any time, especially when you're discouraged or you're not, you know, you're, you're doubtful, or you feel that doubt creeping in, that's an asset you can look back at. And that, that awareness makes you powerful. And it increases, it makes you powerful because it increases your belief and your expectation for the next thing to happen. And that is the key because when you have that belief and expectation and awareness that this is happening over and over again, right? And, and, you're, and you're ignoring the failures, right? Or sorry, you're not ignoring them, but you're, you're not getting 
discouraged by the failures, right? You're, you're gleaning the best parts of the failures. You're framing the failures the right way and, and learning from them and getting them. Uh, then you become really powerful, right? And so I just kind of wanted to end with that third point of don't let your heart be hardened. Don't, be, don't lack the awareness and the sensitivity to the miracles and the wins that happen in your life, big and small, because, because it only hurts you when you do that. And all of those opportunities, all, all those situations, they're all, they're all assets literally that will pay dividends for you. Just write them down. Just be aware of them. Just be looking for them. And so, hey, I hope this was helpful. I hope this was inspiring and useful in helping you live a high performance and a God-honoring life. Here's the deal. If you'd like to get more of these devos, I'm thinking about sending them every single day. Um, If you'd like to get them in your inbox or as a text message in the morning or something like that, visit bizdevo.com. That's B-I-Z-D-E-V-O.com or visit kenot, K-E-N-O-T-T.com. And you can learn more, you can sign up um, and you can can get more information on that. So uh, go do that. And until next time, thanks and never stop growing.